Hello and welcome to Reading the Room. A psychic exploration of true, true crime and mysteries. <laughs> <laughs> December, guys, it's December. Yeah, it is December. Are you, are you ready for the the Christmas and all the the Christmas and all that? Mm-hmm. Oh, I got that Mariah Carey on on lock already. <laughs> <laughs> took down all those Thanksgiving decorations and up up it all goes. We're ready. There you go. And I've got my Grinch costume on until the end of the season. Straight through that that's role playing right there. Mm-hmm. You'll smell pretty pretty mm-hmm. right by the time Christmas comes around. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> not gonna change my underwear or anything. Just straight through, <laughs> sleeping in it, eating in it, showering in it. They will be calling you the Grinch by the time Christmas gets here. They're like, is that the Grinch? No, that's Pam. I don't know. She's she's gonna steal Christmas. This sure does steal the breath out of my lungs every time I smell her. <laughs> Maybe I'll come up with a different plan. Maybe I'll be Betty Crocker instead. That sounds nice. How was your Thanksgiving, everybody? What'd you do? Oh, I got. Oh dang! I, wish I, just, I really wish I didn't say that. <laughs> I watched the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. It was awesome. How was your Thanksgiving? Oh, mine was good. I went and saw Glass Onion, that new Knives Out, this Knives Out sequel. Ooh. Yeah. You, do, do you guys watch Knives Out? No. I don't know what that is. It is a murder mystery uh, movie. Ooh, yeah, we like those. Where, uh, James, yeah, James, no, Daniel Craig is the main detective guy, and he's awesome. Oh, like, Knives Out is a great movie, and Glass Onion, very, very, very good. Highly recommends. Well, we would go well, look at have those. to watch that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I saw it in theaters, but it's gonna be on Netflix like next week. So by the time you hear this, it will probably already be available to watch. Great. In your room. I will pop the popcorn in the microwave. That sounds awesome. <laughs> I love Netflix. Yes. Now, I watch a lot of TV. Do you guys watch a lot of TV? Oh, yeah. I'm a big TV watcher. What, like, what's your favorite show? Well, my favorite show is Unsolved Mysteries. Oh, that you? Unsolved ah. Mysteries is the best. Yeah, so I thought it was really great that they did a reboot. It was weird because they did a reboot and then it was like one season and then you're like, what happened to the rest of them? And so I was just watching the old ones from the 80s for a really long time. <laughs> Hoping, wishing, waiting, wanting. What's the, name of the, what's the name of the guy from the original, from the 80s one? Robert something? Yeah. I don't know. Um... Yeah. I just remember his voice. I just remember his voice. Like, that's the only thing I know about him. And he's like, and then they were never seen again. He was perfect perfect for it. Um, Yeah. And like his name is on the tip of my brain. Let me see here. He's he does have one of those great voices. I I feel like the voice, like a lot of things have improved in society, but the voices in the 80s were the best. Mm -hmm. Like they really were. We need to bring that back. Yeah. Robert, yeah, Robert Stack. Robert yeah. Stack. That's I wanted to call him Robert Wool, but I knew that wasn't right. Robert Stack. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of wish t- they would have brought him back. Yeah, I was surprised there was no host. Like, 
I love it so much. And I want to tell you that my TV station has their own cable station that comes with the TV. Um, and, um, yeah, I have a Samsung. They have their own station. And one of the stations is just unsolved mysteries all of the time. Oh, my gosh. That's the only show that <laughs> they ever you. play. I know. I have it on my bedroom, and I would be like, unsolved mysteries from the 80s, Robert, Robert Stack and me. Hanging out. That leads us to our episode today. So the new Unsolved Mysteries came out with a new episode, maybe like last month, and it's titled Something in the Sky. It's season three, episode two. You gotta check it out because it is about unidentified aerial phenomena in West Michigan. Something in the sky. Yeah. What? Yeah. UAPs. Yeah. UAPs in West so, Michigan. So, um, basically, I'm going to talk. If you guys haven't, if listeners, if you are unsolved mystery fanatics, and I wouldn't doubt that you are because you're listening to this show, um, do check <laughs> out the episode because I'm about to spoil it for you and talk a lot about it. So, if you love unsolved mysteries, you want to go watch it, please go check it out before you listen to the show. Yeah, pause. And come back. Yeah, go pause it. right now and watch the TV show. Your come, car. come back and bring your friends. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, <clears throat> the episode. It talks about a UAP sighting on March eighth, nineteen ninety four. The sky and nine one one dispatch center lines lit up in Michigan. Nine one one dispatchers were able to call a meteorologist, Jack Bouchong who was working for the National Weather Service at the time. Jack was able to confirm the UAP on the weather radar. Jack is quoted as saying, the way they acted, although intelligent, they didn't act human. So that's kind of the lead into the show. Um, and so the location was along the west side of the state, the lower peninsula, and it's on Lake Michigan. So these, this sighting was on top of Lake Michigan. Uh, I want to say like northwest of Chicago area. Okay. So there was a witness named Cindy Pravada. And she stated that there was lights in a straight line stationary just above the tree line of her house. And so she was like talking on the phone with like a friend. And she just looked out her window. And she looked out there and her horse was just like in the pasture or whatever, just like eating grass, chilling. And there was just like these UFOs right above where her horse was. And the odd thing that she said about it was that there was no sound. You couldn't hear anything. And it was, it was similar to, you know, we've talked about UAPs or UFOs before, and it's these circle shaped, I don't know what to call them, spacecraft that are like chrome, yeah. just floating in the sky, right? Well, um, we've talked about we've talked about so the there was other an, types that are the, like the tic tacs, tic tacs also. So it seems to be like there's a couple of different kinds. Yeah, yeah. So this one's a little was this ticky tacky in nature? So this one was not ticky tacky in nature. This is this like the classic. What is that cylinder like? Yeah, the flight of the <laughs> navigator like. 
round cylinder. Yeah, uh, like chrome yeah, looking. Cylinder shape. It's, it's like what you see Cil- on The Simpsons, cylinder. you know? Yeah. And then the light comes out of the bottom. Just that, just like that. That's except what they for were no, seeing. Except for no drooling so there aliens. Was... <laughs> no, they weren't there. But maybe they were there, maybe. but we didn't know. But, like, nobody claimed that they saw any drooling aliens in this <laughs> story. They only saw these things in the sky. So there was another witness named Holly Graves. And I think Holly was living in Grand Haven. Um, and so she said that... When she saw them, again, there was no sound. It was dead silent. And she called 911. Um, And the recording of her 911 call was still available today, and it was on the show. So, like, they'll they'll replay it back for you, and you can hear her calling 911 and, like, talking to the dispatcher. Um, She said that her... So, in the 911 call, she said their whole living room was, like, a spotlight. It was so bright. You can hear... And, like, her kids are, like, screaming in the background on the 911 call. And when her family was witnessing this encounter, they decided to go outside to get a better look. Now, that was really brave because, like, I would be pretty freaked out. I don't think that I would go outside. I'd be like, what the hell is that? (laughs) Yeah, the mailman scares me so bad I won't go outside. So I can't imagine yeah. if I thought I said so aliens. The family, so Holly, her husband, and her two kids went outside. And she said across the street, about 300 feet away, um, were the chrome cylinder-shaped vessels floating in the sky. And they watched this object for 15 to 20 minutes before the police arrived. The police officer on duty that night was Jeffrey Veldhaus, who's now a retired sergeant with the Holland Department of Public Safety and was the responding officer on the scene. So he's quoted as saying that he was trying to think of any kind of explainable situation that might be going on um, and that he saw two lights moving in a southwest direction and... These were consistent with the flight patterns of an aircraft. However, it was different than any normal aircraft he'd ever seen. At the end of this encounter, the lights broke into five different pieces and then they just disappeared. So this one, this was actually Holland. Um, I think I misspoke earlier, but this one was in Holland. The first one was in Grand Haven. This one was in Holland. Yeah, and there was a map that's on the episode and there... There was over 300 911 calls that night in West Michigan. Yeah, that's insane. Um, and I was trying to wow. find that, but again, wow. like watch the episode because they have like dots and it's just like all over all over the state. And Michigan's a really big state. So while this was going on, so while the detective and the families out staring at this thing and watching it disappear, our friend Jack Uh, The meteorologist at the National Weather Service was able to identify the objects on his radar. And he stated that he saw the objects on radar for several hours. And some were moving at 72,000 miles per hour. Whoa. Yeah, super fast. And then they were um, ascending and descending from like 5,000 feet to 55,000 feet. 55,000 feet. In seconds. Um, wow. And he also, on radar, witnessed the objects break apart and then disappear. It's the same as what Holly, Gra- Holly had stated. So and there's so consistency these things were, between those, yeah, those stories. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, and they were they were not together. They don't know each other. This guy works at the the weather service and he stated so Jack stated that he was spooked when and he got creeped out and driving home that night he couldn't believe what he had seen and the whole idea as a scientist of what's out there had had a huge change of what he thought he had to think about and that there was more out there than he knew. So after this incident, Jack was the nighttime weather person and he was actually pretty young at the time. So he, so the 911 dispatcher people like called him, like he didn't get involved in this situation on his own. They called him in and just asked him like, can you see this blah, blah, blah. And so he saw this for like three hours like he was watching this on radar and he was there by himself and when the other person came in to like relieve him after his shift that other person like jack was like i can't believe what i saw oh my god like this is crazy and the other person was like eh like uh and what ended up happening to jack was that like the national weather service did not there was an article that went into the newspaper and jack's like supervisors and stuff they didn't want to be affiliated with this case because this is in 1994 when that's crazy so poor jack had to actually quit his job at the national weather service in that area and then go move to atlanta georgia dude had to move to the south and it yeah because it damaged his reputation that bad and like co-workers were like putting like flying saucers and all this stuff into his uh, workplace and yeah. making fun of him and harassing him because he had seen this encounter and, and he was by himself and there was no way to like record it at the time back then, you know? Yeah, 94 was, was like, so. like no one really accepted UAPs or UFOs. That was all crazy talk still in 94. Yeah, so I felt really bad for him because it, like, ruined his life, like, his reputation in his local area. He had to move. Um, so, like I was saying, on that night, over 300 phone calls were made from all over the state in areas like Grand Haven, Holland, and a bunch of other places. This, this specific UAP UFO incident is one of the, the most recorded after the ones that we've already talked about. So after those, the ones with the Navy and the military and the Tom DeLong thing, this is the number one after that. However, um, according to the National UFO Reporting Center to date, Michigan has over 3,483 reporting sightings, reported sightings in Michigan. And so with that, there was another thing I forgot to tell you guys. There was this couple who was camping on Lake Michigan and they were watching this phenomena happen. And as they were watching it happen, the UFO, so we know UFOs usually have a little light that comes out of the bottom. The classic like, trope. We yeah. all know that. But instead of a, yeah, so instead of the light, what was happening was it was sucking water up into the UFO, like a reverse waterfall is what this couple said. Like a tractor beam? Oh, just... They came all the way here for some fresh yeah. water. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the... That was... <laughs> I guess. I don't know. So a lot, of, a lot of UFO sightings are happening around large bodies of water. And as we all know... 
being from Michigan, and we've talked about Michigan and the Great Lakes before, um, that is the largest body of fresh water in the world. So those, those lakes. So there's a lot of activity there. Unfortunately, I never seen anything. Did you ever see anything? Because I never did. Now I feel like, why can't I be one of these 3,000 people? Why didn't I see Not one it? UAP the entire time that I'm aware of. Maybe, I mean, unless no. I figure it out. It's funny about, like, with this, water's a big deal. With the, with the Navy stuff, mm-hmm. water was a big deal. Because those ships were submit, mm-hmm. submersible by the by what the navy said so yeah there's a definitely a deep water connection with yeah with these experiences yeah i would just get freaked out because i'm like what is the what like so i have, I have a few questions like for the um the tarot reader whatever and one of the ones was like what is this connection with water like um are these things like are they in the water? Because, like, we talked about that back when we did our original UAP episode. Like, is that where they're coming from? Because we know that they go in the water. Mm-hmm. We know that. They shoot out of the water. And I'm like, is that what they are? And also, I had talked to my husband, and I was like, what do you think this is? Like, because at this point, we, you know, as far as the government's concerned or the, the information that we have at hand, the answer at this point is we don't know. So I, he said, like, maybe maybe it's just, like, a, um, you know, those things that we send to Mars, like, drones to, like, pick up dirt rocks or whatever. Like, maybe Rovers, it's just that. Checking us out, taking pictures. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sucking up some water to get some samples, shooting it back down. Just, yeah, that would make a lot of sense, right? That it's not really any anybody who's actually here, that they're just scoping out the planet dumped some stuff here and left speaking of uh water and and extraterrestrial activity i just heard um this woman um was in a country that was hit often by hurricanes they they just got destroyed by hurricanes mm-hmm. uh, but this lady said the aliens live in the water they will protect us i remember did you send that to me I'm, I think I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally sent that to you. Yeah, I remember That's that. Yeah, I remember that. Hmm. We're better to hide on Earth That's than interesting. the water. That like, we are... You can I mean, hide there forever. We probably wouldn't catch you for a very, very long time. Yeah, especially at the very bottom of the we're ocean. We're not going down there very much. If they found a way to exist there. Yeah, the, the, I mean, mm-hmm. the ocean's still a great mystery to us. We don't understand much. James Cameron is trying, but... It's not easy. It's not easy being James Cameron in those yeah. submarines. Those trenches are deep. It's dark, and it's wet. Yeah, that's, uh, that's the story of the uh, UAPs in West Michigan in 1994. If you want more information, check out the episode. It was awesome. They have a lot of other awesome episodes. We might pick up some information from there too but i have a lot of questions i know you guys have a lot of questions so all right listeners pam and i are tarot card readers so we're gonna look into this uaps and west michigan mystery to see what we can figure out just one moment while we shuffle our cards
I don't know why, but I have a card that talks to me about a corrupt and perverse man who shouldn't be trusted. And so I was trying to use my pendulum and I'm like, what the hell is this about? Like, what is this? What is this? And I was like, does this have anything to do with the actual UAPs? And it was like, no. And I said, does this have to do with the weatherman, Jack? <laughs> it's like, sort of. And then I was like, what? Like, is, is he a corrupt person? We shouldn't listen to what he has to say. And the cards are saying, no, no. The pendulum saying, no, no, no. And I was like, like the people he work with. And then it was is like, it yes, people? it was the people he work with. So I'm not sure why that came up, but it, it did. I was like, that doesn't. Okay. Okay. Yeah. The people working with him who were trying to shut him down. Mm-hmm. Okay, so a lot of my cards so, keep talking about Jack and his situation. Cards. Okay, I just want to finish what I'm going to say, and then you can go ahead. Um, the cards I have keep talking about Jack and his situation, where um, it says that he was he was forced to 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 leave his workplace, and then also it's telling me that he needs to keep his chin up because soon any negative feelings are fading away. So I don't know why that was so out and open. Maybe it's because we were talking about it, but go ahead. Yeah, probably just because we were just talking about it. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Mine are not talking about Jack, but they are talking about, um, it's talking about, I feel like a transition in how people feel because what I'm seeing is money being put into this situation now. So I don't know if we know of all the money that's being pumped into looking at um, outer space and, and, but definitely like money being pumped into UAPs. Like what is going on here? We have to face this instead of turning our back on it, which is kind of what we found when we looked at the UAPs in our other episode with Tom DeLong. Um, what I have is the hangman which means we, we're just going to wait and see what's happening here um and that it's going to present itself oh you also have the hangman yeah mm-hmm. so this is just a matter of time i have the star card do you have the star card okay the, the star card means that we're going to get what we want which is terrific it's like more information is it more than more information? Yeah. It says that we have to try to give up some control in this situation. So I think that's trying to give up control in just blowing it off, sweeping it under the rug, and being open-minded. Because it talks about more money going into the situation. It also talks about more learning going into the situation. So that's good. It also says, now I'm going to sound conspiracy theory-ish, but it says that um, we, and I've said a general, we are going to be signing something. Signing something? Yeah, are we going to make some deals with the aliens? Are we going to have some contracts? That's what it feels like. Hmm. But you think about when people came to North America, they started trying to make deals too. Like it's natural, like um, to try to, you know, sort of somehow um, 
collectively agree on something. So I don't know, but it looks like we're going to make some sort of agreement with them that it could go one way or it could go another. And if we're in agreement with them and we don't try to be the more powerful, um, if we try to let things kind of just be and we're not trying to, um, we don't freak out, then everything is going to um, be headed in a good direction. Well, that does really sound conspiracy theory-ish. So I'm just going to go back to saying we're going to get what we want. I know this because we have the star card. Okay, so, so go ahead. I was going to say, so I have a lot of similar type cards and this is all kind of very general information that we've talked about before. I guess my mm -hmm. question was, were these particular UAPs, were they drones that were collecting like samples? Because we had, I'd mentioned that earlier, like without any beings on them, because that's what I was trying to figure out. Like, is, is there something here or is this something that was left here to collect information the way that we leave things on Mars? I definitely feel like there are drones. Was that one of them? I don't think so. What are you picking up? The same thing. Okay, good. Um, I do feel like maybe, maybe some of those other things that have been spotted are the drones oh it definitely looks like there's drones are they taking samples yes yeah that's interesting hmm. so so are there no more... i feel like that had intelligent beans beans on it okay so are there more are there more do they hide in the great lakes do they hide in bodies of water adam had mentioned that that was something that was related to a different location that I believe was, did you say it was in South America? I didn't, I can't remember. Okay. But they, uh, the, the Navy one was near Catalina islands off the coast of California. Yeah. So the question is, is do these things, are they, are they in the water? Is that, is that where they're yes. located because we, we don't physically see them sitting on the ground landed, you know? Um, yeah. Interesting. Yes. I'm picking up that they're in the water. Okay. Because I feel like UAPs that were in South Michigan uh, over the Great Lakes, I feel like they wanted people to see them or they didn't care if people saw them. Well, that about sums it up. Another one bites the dust. Cracked it. Guys, we cracked it. Crack right. Do you have something you'd like us to crack? Read the room pod at gmail.com. That's read the room pod at gmail.com. You can visit our website. It is reading the room dot live. Reading the room dot live. Uh, you can follow us on TikTok, Parlor, Gab, True Social. 
<laughs> we're not on those sites. <laughs> we're not on those sites. <laughs> um. <laughs> you can catch our cool merchandise. Um, it's rad. I'm drinking out of a mug right now. And as always, bye. bye.